0: Welcome everyone to episode 174. I actually looked it up and didn't ask the boys for the first time ever. So that's a (laughs) win. Boy pants. Boy pants. It only took four years. Here we are. (laughs) We're doing it. Uh welcome everyone to the episode. Uh we've got hockey, we've got football, and we've got what uh I have coined the tournament of champions that Tyler will be leading us through a little bit later. Um, I don't know if we're doing a video on this one, but Tyler's wearing an LA Ram shirt, probably in honor of Carson Wentz, I would assume.
1: Ah, oh, God damn it. Why'd you have to bring that up?
0: I kind of, <laughs> I low-key
1: forgot about it because they've been on buy, so I've had to look at his stupid face. But yeah, that's going to happen this weekend, hasn't it? That was the worst move in the history of football. Oh, well, okay, that's so what it is.
0: I mean, that's the <laughs> worst oh, move yeah, in the history of football. So. Let's, let's not exactly Jimmy G no. is still a Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Tyler, yeah. other than that, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good. Um, yeah, water polo on Sunday uh
1: won their we're co-conference champions. Uh so I got another ring, uh, which is fun. My third ring of 2023. So this year I became Lord of the Rings is kind of what I'm what I'm basing it off of. Um, so that's pretty fun. Being a champion is fun. Um, all good stuff. And we got our conference tournament this weekend. It's will determine if we go to nationals or not. So who knew who, who, who knows what's going to happen this weekend, but, um, that's, that's an exciting time for uh, water polo. So that's kind of what's going on and yeah, so all's good. Looking forward to Thanksgiving next week, obviously. Um, so yeah, good. it's all good.
0: Glad to hear it. Uh, James, your team is coming off a buy and off of a big, big win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm assuming that means you are
2: less, uh, big, sad and more big, happy. Yeah, man, I, I definitely took the position that you were in last week. Um, definitely big happy. I did not double my money, but I did win a cool five bucks this weekend. So I'm up, boys. I'm up. Five right. bucks richer than I was on Friday. So we're good. Um, speaking of work, my team also made playoffs. You know, my women's soccer team that is also very good. We're not hosting for the first time in 17 years, but that's okay. We still made really? playoffs. Still big happy.
0: That is quite the, quite the run. Uh, so that is, that is impressive. 17 years of hosting Traden, medium, happy your team won two games. <laughs> yeah,
3: <clears throat> I'm definitely better than last week, but I'm still a little lukewarm. Uh, <laughs> there's, there was a lot that happened between this podcast and, uh, or last podcast and now, uh, but you know, with my, with my team. So I just, I, I don't know how to feel right now. I mean, I'm happy that we've won two. I mean, that's, that, that's the first time all season. First time since 2020, uh, since the end of 2023 that we've, that we've managed to, to win two in a row, but, with the coaching change, I'm still a little bit off of weird about that, but, uh, um, I don't have playoffs for work, so I have no, uh, <laughs> nothing there. So I'm, I'm not as cool <laughs> as the other two.
0: I mean, to be fair, I also don't have playoffs for work. So <laughs> what is that course. like? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, uh it means I, I finished my day at a normal time. Oh. Huh. Oh, And doesn't have to work yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. And I don't have to work Saturdays. So can I come work for you? No, you don't want to. Damn it. <laughs> um, um, okay. Well, congrats to, uh, to the boys on their playoff teams, even though that's not their teams and they didn't play in the games at all, but that's okay. Um, no, you played on the women's soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're moving on. We're done. With you, we didn't it is a week away from American Thanksgiving, just like Tyler mentioned, which means it's time to kind of talk some, talk some surprises so far in the NHL season. Uh, what do you got for us?
3: Yes. Um, lots of surprises, lots of, you know, good things, bad things throughout the league, but, um, you know, we'll get into that. First of all, we need to go through the, the normal, you know, uh, what do we call them? The, uh, the administrative stuff when it comes to the, uh, the hockey segment. And that starts with fantasy. Uh, Tyler, Jess finally lost. So, um, you know, small sad for her. She's still at number one. So it's okay. Uh, Tyler, you, me, you and I both are tied for second with two others. uh, And I'm on a three game or three week winning streak. So keep it going. Alex, you're on the other side of that. You're on a three game losing streak. (laughs) <laughs> You're two and three and James, you also are two and three with a nice win last week. Um, so good job there. Uh, talking about in season cup. Finally, there is a solo second after yesterday, uh, um, you know, the Pittsburgh didn't play. So I got to, I got to take it for one more day. Um, I'm almost halfway to you, Alex tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm going to get it anyway because uh, Pittsburgh plays Columbus and I have both of those, both the teams playing. So that, that's best case scenario. So I have a nice week coming here. Uh, Tyler, while you have the most teams who have had the cup, you have the least amount of points. So that's, that's, so that's kind <laughs> of
2: I hate I hate so
3: It's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> uh, and then we'll get to the key matchups at the end. Um, but uh, when it comes to the over-unders, um, I am dead even 16 and 16. Tyler, you're 11 and 21. So uh, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're having it pretty rough. Well. <laughs> James and, james and alex you guys are on top with 17 um correct so far so um 17 teams in the league are under their uh, projected points if they if you you know project them out for the whole season so the, all those teams need to get on their horse if they want to um beat what vegas expected of them um let's get into surprises good bad uh originally i wanted to talk about just like the you know negatives and i just thought that that's just that's just not this podcast this podcast has a little bit of both big sad small sad whatever uh big happies in some cases Uh, um so i just wanted to ask the boys what they thought about some you know surprises that you know kind of made them raise some eyebrows um drop their jaws or whatever it may be throughout the league so far in the first you know five six weeks let's start with uh start with you tyler what's uh you know what's surprised you so far
1: Yeah, uh, a quick honorable mention before I get to the main one, uh, Boston Bruins. It's not that much of a surprise because they're Boston Bruins, but we also expect them to take a couple steps back and they have not done that. Um, They're on their way to another historical year, 11, 1, and 2 entering today. Um, they n- seem to not have missed a beat, even though losing a, quite a bit of talent from last year's team. So, um, that's a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go with the team that we talked about last week. But for me, it's the biggest surprise and that's the Vancouver Canucks. Um, just, uh, not just the fact that they're winning, you know, 11, three and one going into tonight, but uh, you know, a plus 33 goal differential, they're just playing lights out on both sides of the puck. Um, three of the top five points leaders are from the Canucks, uh, Elias Peterson, JT Miller and Quinn Hughes. Um, they're just, they're on, on, on top of the world right now. And they're playing like a Stanley cup championship contending team, um, which is not something that most people in all the hockey world would have considered, like maybe a fringe playoff team, maybe, but to be this dominant, to be, you know, a Stanley cup contender, no way. So for me, the Vancouver Canucks are the biggest surprise so far in this early season.
3: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I I talked about this in my, uh, power rankings, but if, if, for those of you don't know, PDO is kind of a number that, that analytics guys t- tend to look at when it comes to a team in terms of their expectation for regressing or or um or, or progressing or advancing i guess uh, improving so, so to speak uh and it combines shooting percentage and save percentage so vancouver sits on top uh, the pdo uh rankings at uh whopping 105.8 that's between an 11.6 shooting percentage which is ungodly and a 94 save percentage so i ask you tyler i mean I, the say uh, James kind of alluded that the save percentage is probably not gonna not gonna stick around. The shooting percentage seems like like th- this this team with this PDO is is just asking for a regression. The question is, how bad is a res- do you think the regression is gonna be? And are they gonna be in- do you think they're gonna be able to sustain at least a little bit of this and make the playoffs? I think they're gonna sustain a little bit of it. Obviously, you know, just how incredible they played
1: going this season on paper, you know, they're definitely overachieving by a good margin. But at the same time, we know this is a team that can potentially do something like this. It's not like it's a, you know, uh, a rebuilding team that's just off to a hot start. Like this is a team that's got some dudes on it. And we know that they're capable of putting together um, these type of numbers. Um, I don't think it's going to be sustainable at this level. Um, but for me, they're an e- easily a a, a a top three team in the, in the Western Conference. Um, I, I think that they can sustain it to that level. Um, because I, I, like I said, I see they got dudes that have been been around for a long time and they're just, for, for a reason, as a team, they're finally putting it together. I think that's the biggest thing. So whatever they did in the offseason, whatever the coaches figured out, they figured it out. Um, so to me, that's why I have confidence that this team can you know, sustain a, a very high level of play throughout the whole season. Obviously it's covered to it come down a little bit, you know, it's kind of similar to what the Rays did in baseball. Like it's not that surprising they're doing that well, but they're not going to be that great all year. You know what I mean? But I think this is still a very good team. That's going to be, you know, a top three, you know, d- certainly the t- top half seeds um, in the Western conference.
3: Yeah. Certainly helps when you have, uh, you know, a, a team, say percentage of nine twenty eight. when you have that, you tend to, be fine. <laughs> that uh, that is most definitely the case. Um for, for reference, the average is is a sub nine hundred right now, which is kind of shocking. So uh we'll see how Vancouver does. I think they are a big surprise. They are a big surprise. Um they uh they, they've looked very, very good. Um, James, what are your what is your big surprise? Or if you have an honorable mention, feel feel free to uh to mention that too.
2: Uh my biggest surprise this year is how impactful rookies have been this season. Mm-hmm. And just like rookies as a whole, like rookies who have played in the AHL or rookies who haven't. Like Bedard and Leo Carlson have not played in the AHL, yet they're up here doing big things in the big leagues. It's impressive. Bedard has 13 points in 13 games with nine goals. That's impressive. He doesn't have a ton of help with Taylor Hall there and just being a Blackhawk being terrible, but he's doing fantastic. Even Logan Cooley in Arizona. He has 11 points in 14 games, 11 of which are assists, but still, like he's doing his thing and helping Arizona be a decent team. And then you move on to this Ducks team who have Leo Carlson, who have Pavel Mitnikov, who have Lucas Lucas Tostov, who we talked about last week. These are all high-performing players. And I I hated a lot on Leo Carlson. I'll give him that. I wanted Anna Fantilli so bad. But this guy has a hat trick already. He's been in the league for, what, 10 games? Has a hat trick. He has nine points, like six of which are goals. He's doing his job. Mitnikov, who I'd never heard of prior to this year, is up here being a defenseman. He's he as a top three rookie scorer right now in the league. This is impressive. These rookies are coming in here and making a huge difference. And that's, that's very surprising. me.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that the race for the Calder is going to be a lot tighter than I think that we give it credit for. Um, I mean, I think that Bedard is still clearly the, the, uh, the, the, the runner, like the, the clear, you know, guy that's probably going to win it. Just given the fact that he's given a lot of minutes, he's playing every single game and he's making a huge impact um, you know, but, but I, I like what Logan Cooley's done. Logan Cooley looks fantastic. James, uh, your Leo Carlson, who I told you that I think that this is going to be a good pick. It's turning into a, a, a great pick. It helps when you've been playing against men for most of, for the last uh, couple seasons, as he has in Sweden. Um, unlike the others that, that we, uh, uh the aforementioned ones, uh, Mitnikov is great. Luke Hughes in uh, New Jersey. Alex, you mentioned, you mentioned the Hughes brothers, like the, the like all down the lineup, um, you could even throw in Joseph Wall over in, uh, you know, in net for for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like the the rookies, to your point, James, are just unbelievable right now, and um, it, it it just shows that this this league is in for you know a a, a continuation of this you know skill, um, grit, and uh, you know the the league's in a good spot. Um, so I ask you, James, who is who do you think is going to win the Calder?
2: I've, I mean, like it's probably if Bedard continues to play at this rate and if he finishes with a point-per-game average, like, that's incredible for a rookie to do that. Um But I think if you take into account, like, team success as a whole, I think it, it and Dostal continues his game-on-game-off thing, I think it might have to be Dostal. If, because if the Ducks have better success than the Blackcocks, and a huge part of that is goaltending, and Dostal plays every other game, like, you can't not give it to him. But Bedard has a bigger name, so it's really hard to go against the normal in that one.
3: It is, um, but I I I tend to agree. I think I think that you're that that they may look into how the team does perform. Um, it's going to be tough if if Connor Bedard is a, is a top scorer on the on the Blackhawks at at a rookie at a, you know at the rookie age. It's going to be tough to still take that away from him, but. Um, uh, you know, Dostals looked absolutely amazing and, uh, it'll be a great race, a lot tighter than I think we
0: expected. Alex, what about you? What are your, uh, you know, surprises this year? Yeah. So I had a negative and a positive, um, Tyler kind of stole my positive a little bit, but I'm going to kind of go slightly more uh, specific on that. And it's specifically t- trading. Kind of like you mentioned Quinn Hughes, uh, they played 15 games. He has 23 points already four, tied for fourth best in the league. There's a potential. We get back to back seasons with defensemen scoring hundred points. If he keeps us up that he's definitely on a pace. That's a point and a half a game so far, roughly some rough math there. But like, if that happens and the Canucks keep going, that's incredible that we would have two defensemen in two years. Obviously Carlson did it last year for a terrible Sharks team. So that's almost even more impressive, but um, you know, and it hadn't happened in so long. If we get that twice in two years, That's a good sign for the NHL and the scoring. Maybe not so much for for the goaltending, but that, as you mentioned, seems to be a problem across the league right now. Um, So on my negative, I am sticking in the Western Conference. No, I'm not talking about the Oilers because we've talked about them enough. It's the Seattle Kraken. Uh, You know, after a really poor first season, which we all kind of expected, they kind of shocked the world last year by making the playoffs and then ousting the defending champs in the avalanche. And now this year they're five and eight, five, eight and three. They have a minus 18 goal differential. You know, we talked about it so much last year, how no, they didn't have that McDavid, that Matthews, that McKinnon. Why is everyone's with an M fuck this (laughs) NHL. Um, Like it was a, it was a balanced scoring and defensive attack. And it's just not coming together for Seattle this year. And it's just, I know James is happy about this because he hates everything Seattle, but for, you know, trying to be as unbiased as possible, you know, seeing a team succeed then after kind of shocking the world is always a positive. And now do we almost have to look at last year as just like a fluke and this team really isn't very good. And I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago trading, but I said they were going to make the playoffs and I am regretting that decision.
3: Yeah. So (laughs) first I want to address uh, Quinn Hughes Um, to your point. He's been, He's been nothing short of incredible. I think if, I think if this, obviously we, uh, if we ended today, the, uh, the Norris is, is his. There's no question asked. No questions asked. The thing I do want to highlight also on top of the offensive numbers is his progression on the, on the defensive side. Um, he has looked, he's just looked like a stalwart back there. He's just been, um, locked down when he needs to be. It's not the best defenseman that, that best defensive defenseman that you'll get, but he's definitely you know, doing his part in terms of, uh, the possession numbers in terms of uh, events, offensive zone starts and, you know, and the like, and, you know, I, I just wanted to highlight that. Um, do you think
0: he is going to win the Norris or is a little early for that? Well, based on Tyler saying he thinks that they can keep it up, I'm going to say yes, because I think if it, I know this is kind of bullshit, but like, if he keeps it up and say, I mean, I'm not really expecting him to actually get a hundred point season. Cause that that's a, that's a really, really big ask, but if he can get to like 80, I think it's potentially in the bag and like people love voting for young up and coming. Like they don't want to give Carlson his sixth Norris or however many it is. Like they would rather give it to somebody new and exciting. And like, if Vancouver makes a playoff, you know, like we mentioned last week or two weeks ago or whatever, like they haven't actually made the playoffs for real, for real in like a decade at this point. So I kind of want to say yes, but I mean, obviously it's, it's pretty early. It is pretty early. I mean, we've, we've seen, we've seen defensemen come out of hot
3: starts like this and then just kind of trail off. That doesn't yeah. seem to be the case right now, but um, you know, it, it, it will be something that we will be keeping an eye on for sure. Um, the Kraken. Um Yeah. The Kraken have not, have not looked like they were last year. That's for sure. Uh, it doesn't help when you just don't have the shooting percentage, right? like, I talk about this in my power rankings all the time, and I, at nauseum at this point. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are shooting at a 6.2 percent, and the average is around like eight to nine. Uh, look, we saw this team, Alex. We saw this team scoring up and down the lineup. I mean, they were the mo- they had the most depth scoring of any team, and it's just starting to dry up. Do you think it's time Seattle starts to look for a superstar or a couple superstars that can, you know, put the puck in the fucking net?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, they had the opportunity during their, uh, you know, their steal em draft, whatever, whatever it's called to take someone like Vladimir Tarasenko and then did not And yeah, that guy's he's taking a step back. Obviously, he's not the same guy. But sometimes you just need a Matthew Kachuk who's just going to go get you a goal when you need one. It doesn't happen all the time in hockey, obviously. It's not like basketball where you just give the ball to Giannis and he can get you a bucket when you need one. But like sometimes in hockey, if a guy's hot like that, he can do it. Like We saw him, like, could Chuck do that in the playoffs last year? So I kind of want to see them go out and get somebody. I don't really know who that is unless they somehow convince Patrick Kane and it's eight years ago. So, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to go see them do it. I don't know where that would come from right now. Um, But yeah, the, I want to, I, I, I want to trade, trade market. It. Admittedly, the trade market is pretty, is
3: pretty uh, frozen at this point. I mean, there's a lot of teams. I mean, you look at the standings, especially in the East, every team is within a few points of a playoff spot. It's so deep. Um, only in the West is it so, you know, bad shit you know, shitty
0: in terms of the bottom, you know, those bottom few teams. Uh, Would they want, I mean, excluding the Oilers, obviously, like would they really want anybody from the Sharks? Like Couture and Hurdle are not. Who they were? No,
3: who you could be looking at. We know that that Calgary is probably on a fire sale situation, so you'd be maybe looking at Calgary. Although I don't know that Calgary is going to trade within division. Uh, It's happened before, but this early, like all those all their guys are locked up to like big money. Some of them, yeah, some of them not so much. I mean Nikita Zadorov is is on the market, but I just don't think that Seattle. Like I think to be honest with you, Alex, I think Seattle's looking at this season and sitting okay. We have 13 points here where they're what five points out of a playoff spot, but we're not getting the saves. We're not getting the goals and you know, yeah, Edmonton's behind us, but we can expect them to at least come to back to earth a little bit. And I say back to earth from level, Belgium, out, level out
0: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, Calgary. You don't know what's going to happen there, but Anaheim's doing playing well. Um, Arizona's playing well. St. Louis is playing well. Winnipeg's playing well. Like, there's a lot of teams that they're actually competing against now. And um maybe it's just not a smart move to, to give up, you know, the progression of this team. I think they may take what happened last season
0: as a, Hey, that's experience, and, you know, kind of, yeah, but ben, well, I'm just saying Seattle don't turn into the Vancouver Canucks of the last decade. No, I, I agree. I think
3: don't do nothing.
0: To, to be fair, I think it's still
3: a little early for that. We still yeah. haven't let the the new guys come through the, the tough thing about a expansion draft is you're, you're given a, I would say a C team right off the bat, but you don't really have much, you know, draft capital to, to, to work with. So you're, you're once that first or second year comes through, then you're actually able to really build a team. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how Seattle does. I think, I think as long as they stay, you know, around here, I think they're going to be okay. But I don't, it's going to be tough to see if they them make a make a playoff uh, push here, but crazier things have happened. Um, you know, we saw we saw what happened in 2019 in the St. Louis Blues, which is what I'm basically looking at as an oyster <laughs> fan right now. <laughs> 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 but uh, thank you guys. My my surprises, my a couple surprises. One, um, Jonathan Huberdeau in particular. Um, I look at Jonathan Huberdeau and I think, okay, last year. We'll, we'll, we'll chalk it up to Daryl Sutter, you know, the, the, the coaching issue. Uh, I'm sorry, my dog's whining like a little bitch right now. Um, uh, and I just think like, okay, let's get Sutter out of there and let the guy kind of reset. And guys, he has looked just terrible. This looks like one of the worst signings like in Calgary history at this point. And they they have, you know, so much money tied up in this guy and he just can't perform and and he's getting benched. He has a dash 13 on his, like if you're not scoring goals, you have to be able to do something else and he's not doing it. It seems like his heart's left in Florida guys. Like, do you guys think that this guy is going to be able to figure it out with Calgary or are they going to have to figure something else out for this team?
1: Uh, Tyler, I mean, it's there's, there's zero signs that point to that being a yes. Um, I think it's, it's going to be go down as probably one of the biggest flops, trade flops of all time. I mean it, it's they 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 banked everything on this guy and it just has not worked out even a little bit. Like they just haven't they have had zero competitive stretch runs with him on the flames. The Flames have looked awful. There's just nothing going right there in Calgary. Um which is a bummer, but it you know, sometimes things just don't work out. As on paper it seems like yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to we're going to win a bunch of games and across all sports, as you see that it just for whatever reason it just doesn't work out. Um can can I explain why, you know. Maybe we look back and we can figure that out later. But, yeah, I, I don't see this heading towards a positive direction
3: at all. Alex, James, do you have anything to say before I say one more surprise, which actually relates to Jonathan Uberdell?
2: <laughs> he's got to be gone, bro. I think there's something about Calgary in general. Like, why did Johnny G want to leave? Like, he he had a good situation there. He was putting up a lot of points and having success. And he's like, nah, I'm out of here. And he was out of there. And everybody who goes to Calgary kind of dies. I mean Calgary. <laughs> Like, Kaji went from uh, Stanley Cup champ doing great. He went out there and it has been... I haven't heard about him since. Not even fighting. Nothing dirty. Like, nothing. He's dead. Huberto? Same. Haven't heard a thing about him either. He's got to get out of Canada, bro. Put him back to Florida. I don't know. Bring him somewhere else. Something's got to go. But he, he in Calgary, it's not working out at all.
3: Problem is, is his value is nothing. I mean, he scored 115 points two seasons ago, guys. Alex, any thoughts on Jonathan Huberto fight? Move on. I mean, to my last mean,
0: yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It just, it's not working. Um, and maybe it's just one of those, like we thought it was going to work. It didn't. Maybe he just needs, needs a fresh start somewhere else and he can kind of pick it back up. Um, and, you know, some of the, some of the time I think the travel to and from the Canadian cities can wear on, wear on people, especially if you are already in like an Eastern Conference team where the travels, I mean, I know Florida obviously is down there, but it's a little easier. And some of those, like, I mean, Seattle and Vancouver, like, unless they're playing each other, that's a lot. Same thing for like those Alberta teams. So potentially that has something to do with it or just, you know, who knows, but it seems like he could, he could use a, a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah. He,
3: he could use a fresh start. Um, I, I, I just never thought that Jonathan, well, I thought he was underrated at one point. I just never thought that he was a number one guy. Um, Barkov was clearly the, the number one guy in Florida and he was a great complimentary player. Um, and it's kind of coming to fruition. So that rem- that does lead me to my last surprise is, is how much coaches are utilizing the currency that they can hold over players. That every every coach has one currency that it can hold over its players, and it's t- ice time. And we have seen multiple, multiple stars this season, guys, get benched for periods, games, the like, to an extent where I- I've never seen it to this level before. Trevor Zegers has sat. Uh, Timo Meyer has sat. Jonathan Huberto has sat. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, James has sat, uh, we have seen a bunch of, a bunch of players, um, uh, you know, just find or be, uh, ri- uh, find themselves riding the pine pony. And I just want to ask you guys, like for some players, it's great. Some, some players it's not James. Do you think that, you know, do you think that it, it do you, do you like that progression or, and do you think it's going to be helpful or do you think there are some players that it could actually fuck them up even more?
2: It, really, it depends on the athlete. Like I've been around athletes my entire life. And right now I work in the setting where I work as a like kind of mentor to athletes and everybody reacts differently to the criticism you give them. And you got to figure out if that's going to work for that person. Because if somebody is a little bit more sensitive, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing or a little bit more empathetic, like they're going to take that and take that as an attack on them. And that's going to lower their confidence. It's not going to be like, Ooh, I need to play better. It's going to be like, man, I suck, and then they're going to just have this downward spiral, down, 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 and they can't get out of it. It depends on the player. On the flip side, if you have somebody like, I don't know, like Rock Purdy, yeah, he's great. Put him out there. If he has a bad game, bench him. He's so mentally strong and takes that as an okay, cool. Like, I messed up. I need to think about what I did wrong and how do I fix it. It takes that kind of person to take that benching into a good way. It really depends on the the athlete. Um, I think you've seen it work both ways here. I think Timo Meyer reacted in a positive way. Zegris they're not. He's still doing crappy. Like, it's it's happening. Like, you have to figure out what works for your athletes and utilize that. And so, I'm like hot and cold on it. It depends on the player.
3: Alex, any thoughts um, of the men- of the mental side? And just, what are your thoughts of, you know, using that currency against players in some cases?
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with James where it depends on the player and the relationship that player has with that coach. I mean, if it's, you know, someone that's played for that same coach for a really long time. And they have a great, you know, great chemistry or relationship. And, you know, the guy, you know, and he says, Hey, you need it. You need a, a 10 minute break or, or whatever it may be. Or like, you know, that I can understand. But if you're just holding it over somebody, I, I don't know, I'm kind of 50, 50. Like if you're not doing your job out there on the ice, like if you're not getting back, if you're not back checking, like whatever it may be then yeah, you should be sitting like, it's kind of like in baseball. If you don't run out a ground ball, like you could get benched. It's kind of the same, same process. Obviously with baseball, there's so many more games that it kind of doesn't matter in the long run, but in hockey, like if you're sitting your best guy, that could really be detrimental to you. But it's also hard to tell because you say these, you know, you say these guys and I'm like, okay, like I can kind of see them all doing this. And maybe this is just being a Kings fan, but like, if at any point, like somebody like Andre Kopitar or like Patrice Bergeron got sat by their head coach, I'd be like, "Oh, that coach got to go. Got to, got to get got." So, I agree with James. I think it's all just about the the mentality of the the athlete. But um, I mean, hopefully, it's something that goes away because I don't like to see the best players sit.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. We don't want to see the best players sit. Although to to. You know, going off of what you said, Andre Kopitar and uh, Bergeron would never be in that position because when sure. they're not scoring, they are finding ways to contribute in any way they can. Uh, that's just who they are. You can't bench those guys because you, it, you you're making the coach unable to <laughs> because they're they're just too valuable elsewhere. Tyler, any last thoughts on that before we get to the key matchups?
1: I mean, yeah, pretty much echoing what those guys say. I mean, I think you know it's it's obviously the the most power the coach has to really make a point with the player because. Players want to play, Um, so if you take that away from them, it's the uh, you know kind of the most harsh punishment I think you can give an athlete. Um, So yeah, I, as, as they mentioned, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, and it, it 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 can be a tricky situation, but yeah, I mean, you, you obviously want to see players succeed, and when they don't, it just sucks. And you know, it's the coach's job to figure it out. So
3: good luck. <laughs> yeah that, 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 that the the Head, head coach of a of any sports team is incredibly difficult, um, and um, you know hockey's no different. Um, and they got to do what they got to do, even if they look like the bad guy. Um, and for for Z, and for all the guys I mentioned, for their sake, I hope they I hope they can turn it around. Uh, you know, all the power to them. Uh, moving on to the key matchups last week, guys. James, you are winning. You're two and one. You are two and one. Alex and I, we are both one and two. Um, my win was the only, Ed, was the only one who said San Jose was going to win because I just fucking knew it. And Alex, I'm sorry, Tyler, you're Owen three. So you have some fucking work to do. My friend, we have three great games on the slate this week. Um, we have New Jersey at Pittsburgh, New Jersey's trying to, they're, they're looking not the same as they were last season. And Pittsburgh is really coming on strong. James, I'm gonna start with you. Who do you got? Devils at Pittsburgh.
2: I definitely got the penguins. I mean, like you said the Devils have been struggling recently.
3: Yeah, Tyler, what's your thoughts? James picked
1: uh penguins, so I will too, penguins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
3: Uh, I mean, go with the guy that's that's doing it. Alex, are you going to go against them?
0: Yes, because the Devils one are my other team and that would mean I would get the cutback. Uh, so I I have to pick Devils. There's there's nothing I can do about it.
3: Uh, see that that's that's a good point because my heart is with the penguins right now but um i I just think that new jersey is going to be is 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 trying to figure things out and um i think it's going to be a great game but uh, i'm going to give the edge to the new jersey devils here in pittsburgh um but um we'll see how it goes uh in in a couple days toronto maple leafs the detroit red wings guys uh Original six matchup here. Uh, the Maple Leafs are are had a much better week. They're starting to settle in a little bit, and the Red Wings just—I I don't know what to think about them. They're they're kind of going a little bit sideways. Alex, what are your thoughts on uh, Leafs at Red Wings?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm also basing this off. The Red Wings are in my in-season Cup team. Uh, that doesn't mean they're anywhere close to getting it, but I'm going to pick Detroit. Detroit Red Wings. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ty?
3: I'm going to go Maple Leafs here. Toronto and James.
2: Uh, you with Tyler for the first time on the podcast Toronto I Leafs.
3: okay? Okay, and I, you know what? Mm, this one's tough. This one's tough. I gotta go. You know, what? I'm gonna go Toronto too. Uh, I think Toronto is is starting to really kind of figure it out. I still worry about their their playoff runs, guys. I mean, it's fucking Toronto. What do you know? What else do you you, you have to? And then the last one is uh, Colorado at Dallas, guys. Colorado has had a little bit of issues scoring goals in the last few weeks here. Um, and Dallas is starting to really look like a fucking buzzsaw, um, game in game out. Uh, let's start with you. Um, Alex, you haven't gotten first yet. What are your thoughts on, uh, Avalanche at stars?
0: Yeah. The stars are also on my in season cup. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Um, I think I'm basic all this off of just, I, are they on my team? Yes. You're in Win. <laughs> I love that. I too
3: will be going to Dallas here. Uh, James, what about you? Avalanche of Dallas. Starsies, please. Dallas Stars. And what about you, Tyler? Are you, you going to take the only one to take the Aves here?
1: Nope. Go Stars.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he copied <laughs> then, all of them. Then, then the thing is that, I mean, that that's matchup is really meaningless for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, But that's fine. That's fine. Maybe, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. No one's going to really gain. But I think that it, it's good to see how we're going to, pref- how we, you know, think about these teams and, um, th- it's been, it's been fun keeping track of it, but, uh, that's
0: all I have this week, Alex. Um, hope you guys are are enjoying the season so far. Awesome trading. Yes. Thank you so much. In about a week and a half, we will know which teams are making the playoffs based on the American Thanksgiving NHL situation. Um, but yeah, thank you. We are going to take a quick break and then James is back taking us through his waiver wire picks for the week. Welcome back we are into week
2: something can't remember James what week are we in week 11 of fantasy football and regular football all the like uh, we're going to talk about waiver wires before that just a trade to we're going to talk admin stuff and our admin stuff is way simple and way easier because all I'm going to do is talk about our fantasy football league who people <laughs> are in okay three way tie for first is Alex Eric and Tyler congratulations to you three. I'm in a five-way tie for fourth place, and (laughs) Traden is in sole possession of last place, holding a six-game losing streak. This is a white flag, guys. Tough, tough time for Trayden. She pulled off a big trade with Tyler, with Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think building for the future is what he said, Mm quote-unquote. Anyway, moving on to buys for this week. Atlanta Falcons, good. Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots, and New Orleans Saints. My pick for quarterback this week is Josh, Joshua Dobbs from Minnesota. New team, 38.5% rostered, 25.12 points against the Saints, 23 for 34 for 268 yards and a touchdown. He also added eight rushes for 44 yards and a touchdown. And as I mentioned before, this is his second time on a RiverWire segment, this time different team because he was a Cardinal, and now he's a Viking. He's been incredible as a Viking so far. He's been there for two games but he's put up 50.04 fantasy points. And like I have a feeling that once he gets more familiar with players, teammates, playbook, he's going to get better. This guy doesn't even know half his teammates' names. Week one, he went in there and was like, I don't know your name, but tight end, the ball's going to go to you. That's what happened, literally. Um, He is also a great rushing quarterback. And as you know, a great rushing quarterback is a great fantasy quarterback. 110 yards and two rushing touchdowns over the last two games. And up next, they play the Broncos, who... Allow the third most points of quarterbacks this season. Trayton, what do you think,
3: dude? I I love how Minnesota has just you know put him into this lineup and haven't really missed a beat, and and they're looking really good. The the great thing about Minnesota is uh they're they're a pass heavy team. And Joshua Dobbs is, 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 uh, you know, finding the confidence and Kevin O'Connell is, is trusting him to just continue to play, play, play. And this guy looked so good last week and he continues to look good. I mean, he has a, he has a great lineup of, of, of options that that line is, is decent enough. And, and he, and he's, and he's stepping up to the task and, and I think he's going to continue to do that. I think Minnesota, I mean, guys, I'm not going to say that they're going to, you know, make any NFC championship championships, championships um, right now with, with Joshua Dobbs, but they're going to make their buzzsaw whenever you play them. And, um, you know, Joshua Dobbs is right at the helm of that, you know, filling it for Kirk Cousins looking very, very good. Um, this is a great pickup.
2: Alejandro, what do you think of Josh Dobbs?
0: Yeah, I agree with everything. Train just said. I know we're supposed to pick people against that, but he's, you guys both nailed it. He's the best one uh, to pick up right now. I'm going to throw this one guy out there and only, only do this. If you are desperate, like you are one in seven or something or one in eight and you are struggling and everyone that you've picked up is hurt. James's waiver wire pickup from three weeks ago. Will Levis is still out there. I guess the only reason I'm saying this, or they playing, they're playing Jacksonville. We just saw Jacksonville give up a shit ton of points to the Niners, and maybe Will Levis, they'll be tired after that or something. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Pretty much go pick up jobs. He's probably your best option. I love the logic on Will Levis. He might be tired. I don't know. Oh, Things yeah. might happen. <laughs> he might throw you a touchdown. You never know. Uh, but. For Josh Dobbs, if you haven't seen his Instagram or TikTok, whatever, the videos he posts are incredible. Give that a look. Moving on to running back. Devin Singletary, Houston Texans, 49.8% rostered, 23.1 points against the Bengals, 30 rushes for 150 yards a touchdown, added one reception for 11 yards. So as Trader knows, the Texans are quietly like a really good offensive team as of late. And Devin Singletary is definitely benefiting from CJ Stroud being the goat of all rookies right now. I mean, you you can't stack the box against Devin Singletary because that opens up pass lanes, and so you have to open up. You have to defend the pass, and that opens up run lanes. So Devin Singletary can just run right through. And running back one or former running back one, Damian Pierce, he's still injured. He has an ankle injury. He didn't practice at all last week. Everything's indicating he's not going to play this upcoming week. So that's more reps for Singletary. And if it's a miracle Pierce comes back, Devin Singletary did so well so much better than uh, Pierce did this last week that you have to give Singletary more run. You can't not. He did so good. You can't just be like, oh, you're back to the bench. He's going to be a main staple of this offense moving forward. And also, D'Amico Ryans, your head coach, loves running the football. He's a San Francisco guy, run first mentality. He's good. Um, Up next, they play the Cardinals, who are terrible. Uh, They allow an average of 26 fantasy points to running backs, which is the third most in the league. Alex, what are your thoughts? Yes. uh, Devin Singletary, former Bill,
0: my other team, obviously. Uh, But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, CJ Stroud is legit and he even had kind of an off day and they still went in and beat Cincinnati. Um, And obviously they trust Singletary because he had 30 carries last week. That's a lot of usage. And for running backs who aren't, you know, number one, number one guys on your team, usage is what you want. The more chances, the more times that they have the ball in their hands, the more chances that they have to just add to their points. I mean, 30 carries for one hundred and fifty is an incredible amount and a touchdown and a reception. So that's great. And yeah, James, you nailed it. They're playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals are trash at the end of the game. It's probably not going to matter, but if Damian Pierce is out, Devin Singletary is the number one guy there. Houston Texans are better than we thought. Go pick them up.
2: What do you think? Great
1: pickup. Um, Another guy to look out for, I think, um, Ty Chandler, Minnesota Vikings. He's 3% rostered. Uh, This is a Minnesota Vikings backfield that is banged up right now. Cam Anchor's out uh Alexander Mattison uh had a kind of concussion last week so he's questionable to start especially if he doesn't you know this is a good chance for attaching Chandler to get a lot of a bulk of those carries uh for the Vikings um I also think there's a little bit of lack of truck trust in Mattison uh with with all those turnovers and fumbles that he's uh created all, all season long um last week when he took over for Benson 45 yards and and touchdown you know pr- a, pretty good week um, for, for coming in halfway through the game. Um, they got Denver in week 11. You know, I think they're definitely towards the bottom of um, uh, run defense. So um, I think looking out for uh, Ty Chandler, uh, like I said, only three, th- 3% rostered, probably going to get a bulk of the carries there in uh, for the Vikings in week 11.
2: That's a great pick, man. If we're in alternate universe where the Vikings ran a lot more than they passed, but they don't. So I don't like that pick at all. <laughs> Moving on to wide receiver. OBJ. <laughs> I never thought I'd mention his name again in this podcast, but here we are. 42.7% rostered, 11 points against the Browns, one reception on two targets for 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, it's no secret that Lamar Jackson wants to get OBJ the ball more often and more integrated in this offense. Uh, as a ca- point in case is two touchdowns over the last two games. It says Lamar Jackson wants to get him the ball. And uh, you guys should have seen how Lamar Jackson reacted when he got his first touchdown of the year two weeks ago. The guy was jumping up and down. It was ecstatic. It was like his firstborn just scored a touchdown. That's what it looked like. He was so happy and so in it. He wants OBJ to be successful. And I get that one reception on two targets is not a lie. It's not, it's not a great look, honestly. But in the four games prior to that, he's had 22 targets. So it's a one off. But he got a touchdown. So it makes up for it. And I'm not gonna lie, guys, this is a pretty bare waiver wire thing thing. But the main reason I picked him is because on that slant that he took to the house last week, he looked like prime OBJ. And seeing that vintage OBJ was like, I got to get him. That's, that's the, that's just the primal feeling I got. So that's what we're going to go with. Alex, what do you think?
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree that, you know, the, obviously the target number, not ideal, uh, but the burst of speed that we saw from him more ideal. He did look a little bit more like old OBJ. Um, and I think we'll continue to see that as the weeks go on, as he just gets up to game speed. again. I can remember guys, he missed a full year and coming back from a knee injury and he's not 22 knee injury. It's 30, knee, 30 year old knee injury. I don't know how old he is, but, um, he's not a rookie. He'd been in the league for a minute. So, um, yeah, he's looking more, more and more like him, like his old self. And if Lamar and him are getting more and more on sync and Lamar is, you know, becoming a bet, a little bit better of a, uh, of a passer, like his, we talk about this all the time, but his passing this year has been, has been good. It's not Patrick Mahomes Peyton Manning good, but it's better. Um and again, like if you if you have guys on buy and you're really looking for, I mean this is boomer bust, no doubt about it. This is boomer bust, but
2: sometimes people got to boom. <laughs> Jaden does not think he's going to boom, why not? Because I fucking hate OBJ. <laughs> I hate his attitude and I hate his I
3: hate, ugh. I, I, I no. <laughs> Talking about a different guy that I don't hate nearly as much. I actually like uh a lot. Look, th- this pick, I'm going to say two because I don't know where Nico Collins is going to be. And if, if Nico Collins is in, then this is a risk play. But Noah Brown, I think, is a guy that you need to look at here. Um, he's had two consecutive weeks of over 20 points, looking absolutely fantastic. Um, over, the, you know, over this last two games, he's had 13 catches, 225 yards, one touchdown on 14 targets. He's looked really good with CJ Stroud. Um, even with, uh, DeAndre Hopkins there too, which is kind of crazy. And we know that this offense, James, to your point is looking very, very good. I've talked about this. This is a, this is a, this is a fringe, uh, um, this is a fringe in a playoff team. And this is a team that's in the playoffs right now. Uh, this, this Texans team is looking, is looking very, very good. Um, but if Nico Collins comes back, I think you need to, you know, think about someone else. And that's why I think you need to look at Jaden Reed. Uh, I think he's, I think he's emerging as a number one, um, uh, wide receiver in Green Bay, potentially. Uh, I know that they don't have quite the know, star power and an and amazing offense as the uh, as the Texans, but um, he's looking like he might be able to emerge as a number one receiver there in in uh, in Green Bay.
2: Yeah, I like that. Um, you said that DeAndre Hopkins is in Houston. He is in Tennessee, so I think you meant a different wide receiver. But he's, um, accidents accident said DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but yes. Yeah. I did. I I
3: did. I mistaken someone. I mis I mistaken someone.
2: <laughs> Alex was like, uh what I got really confused, w- w- like confused perhaps. But but what? But what I was
3: confused about a receiver. But what but what he has done in consecutive games is is not something that we haven't seen since DeAndre Hopkins. So I read that and then I'm like, oh DeAndre Hopkins plays with them. No, he
0: doesn't gotcha. play there anymore. Um uh, yeah. but I mean, he you know, Russell, but was in Russell, Russell, he, Russell the other day, so don't worry about it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he ha- so he has uh He's done something that DeAndre Hopkins did back in 2018, 2019. So that's, that's the big thing. Uh, I don't know what, what, I mean, my
2: wires crossed, you know, it's just quite, yeah, I guess. I mean, when you have a hundred plus yards receiving a couple of touchdowns in two weeks, every single week, that's ridiculous. It pops <laughs> in. Moving on to tight end, Trey McBride Arizona Cardinals the team that sucks. 49.7% rostered, 21.1 points against the Falcons, eight or seven percent, nine targets per 131 yards. I really don't understand how he's still under 50% rostered, guys. I, he could be like a league winner because I, I mentioned his name three weeks ago. And in those three weeks, he scored 51.8 points over the last three weeks, and he's not even a quarterback. Those are extremely, extremely great numbers. Like, I, you can't not pick this guy up at this point. Um, and he proved this last week. It doesn't matter who's under center. It could be Josh Jobson who's on the team. Or it could be Kyler Murray who just came back and made a season debut as the quarterback, and he made... Trey McBride, his guy. Nine targets, 131 yards. He was the go-to guy. He was a safety valve. He was the number one read at all times in this offense. Get him while you can. He's not going to be there for long. Up next, he plays the Texans. We just talked about offensively, they're great, but defensively, they allow the seventh most points to tight end. Tyler, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you see, as you mentioned, two of the last three weeks, 21 plus points um, in, in each of those weeks. Um, you know, in week eight, 10 receptions, nine, 95 yards in touchdown. And you mentioned the great week he had in week, um, nine with the, with 131 yards. I mean, that, that's, that's absurd. Um, I like, as you said, I think it's pretty crazy that how low percentage he is, you know, probably just because of the team he plays on, but either way, it doesn't really matter in fantasy. So go pick this guy up.
2: Alex, What do you think?
0: I do like that. Um, I picked him up in my other league. So, uh, I listen to you, James. Um, And Tyler, I'm actually going to re give you advice that you gave us like three weeks ago. And I am cheating here slightly because this guy's rostered in 54.1% of leagues, but I don't care. Uh, Tyler's your favorite wide receiver, Logan Thomas of the Washington Commanders, mostly because of playing the New York Giants, and the Giants are absolute garbage. We just saw them give up 150 points to the Cowboys. Stam Howe, your other favorite person, Tyler's been heating up. Logan Thomas, Giants, done. So Tyler, you did a great job and I'm just backing you off from, I appreciate what, back that. from
2: two weeks ago. Appreciate I appreciate that. You. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's from the future, guys. Yep. His, his time is a little off, but he's from the future for sure. Yep. And that wraps up our webinar segment. Hopefully it helps you guys out. All right, James, thank you
0: so much. Um, yeah, hopefully this helps everyone as we kind of push towards the playoffs in real and fantasy football. We're going to take one more break and then Tyler is taking us through the first week of our Tournament of Champions. As we have teased multiple times, uh, MLB season is over. We don't know where Shohei is yet. So Tyler is doing a tournament of champions, which may or may not get broken up, depending on if things happen in MLB. But Tyler, tournament of champions, round one, take it away. Yes, tournament of champions. What is that? Well, we're about
1: to explain it to you. So. We love rating jerseys on this podcast. We do a lot of the City Connect jerseys, with the World Cup jerseys, with reverse retro jerseys, but we're going to figure out like the best of all time because that's fun. So that's what we're going to do and because it's baseball off season, this is going to take a couple or a few weeks. Um so I'm I'm pretty much booked up on my segments for a little bit, which feels really good. So, this week we are going to start off with the NBA and we're so we're going to do one league every week. Um the uh, uh, the guy that's in charge of those leagues will pick five of his favorite um, NBA jerseys, and then we'll each contribute one more. So we'll have eight total jerseys to rank. We'll take the average of all of them, and we'll come up with the best one for each. And then we'll just kind of keep going, and it's going to be super fun. Um, so obviously, as I mentioned, we're starting off with the NBA. Um, I'm going to share my screen here. Okay, so as I mentioned, we have um, all of these jerseys uh, to rate. Um, so um, Alex picked five and then we're going to do the last three there at the end. Uh, so we're going to start off with these Miami vice jerseys, which are, you know, from 2017 on the present, um, I there's a lot of different color tones. I'm assuming this one was probably your favorite because it's my favorite. Am I right or wrong on that? You would be correct on that one. Yeah. 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 So the, the black, uh, Miami jerseys with the neon pink and blue. Um, so get a good look at those. Feel what you feel. We're going to go and rank these. Alex, since you uh, started this off, we'll start with you. What is your ranking on the Miami Vice jerseys?
0: Okay, so I really like these jerseys. I think it it matches Miami's vibe. I think it matches kind of both the Miami Vice, the TV show, and just a lot of like the Cuban kind of heritage. A lot of that is like the colors that like light up Miami in general. So I think they nailed it. I'm going to give it a 9.0. Uh, for, for this one, I'm gonna warn you guys right now because I picked all these, my numbers are gonna be very high. So, just well, be prepared for that. I mean, that's that's that's
1: fair enough. We definitely want the best of the best here. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean, I think these scores are gonna be high because we're kind of just trying to get who the best one is. Um, James, who what do you got on those?
2: I really enjoy those. Like when Alex mentioned that you picked that, I was like, oh, I wanted to pick that, but I didn't think it fit under the home away alternative jerseys. Subsetting thing that you picked. It does though. Um, I really enjoy the device, the, the way it's written. I, I enjoy everything about it. I, it's gonna be an 8.7 for me.
3: 8.7 for James trading. Yeah, these things are sweet. Um I actually do, do they have a powder. They have one in some blue, right? That's just powder blue or just that like I, I like that one too. So <laughs> this whole this whole getup is amazing. Um, yeah, this is an easy 8.9.
1: Eight point nine. Yeah, I also agree. I think it fits. It fits Miami vibe very well. I think the Marlins kind of have a similar vibe going on with theirs as well. Um, it, it's 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 great. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go a eight point seven. I'm gonna agree with James on that one. I know it's time, but. Um, I do like these a lot. These are, these are definitely a very good, clean Jersey. And, you know, I think of all the ones, the most uh, recent one, and the only one that's actually a present circulating Jersey in the NBA. So, um, that, it kind of stands out in that sense. Um, so we're going to move on to the next one, which is the Los Angeles Lakers home, um, kind of their classic purple and gold look. This is the road in the home side by side, but Alex, you had the kind of specific ones from kind of the 70s through through, through the 90s because um, it kind of you know has a little bit of a shadow with the numbers and stuff, I'm assuming. But if you want to talk more about why
0: you pick these ones and then we'll go and rate it. Yeah, I, to be completely honest, I tried really hard not to pick a Lakers jersey to not sound super, super biased. But, and that's why it's the number, number four uh, for me. I think it's just because like the Lakers are obviously my team. And I think when, when you think iconic jerseys and iconic colors in representing teams, like if I say, Oh, the purple and gold, you know, I'm talking about the Lakers. And these are the jerseys that I think of when you think of like the purple and gold. I mean, I know these are before my time, but the amount of highlights I've watched of like magic and Kareem, and then even seeing like almost young Kobe and Shaq having wearing these is like almost throwbacks. So uh, yeah, for me, these are like the most iconic Lakers jerseys. So I gave these ones a,
2: a 9.2. 9.2 for Alex. James. You see those jerseys, you think Showtime. You think of highlights, you think of what made basketball great at the time. Uh, and I agree with Alex. It's very nostalgic, even though I didn't watch them really play in that because I wasn't born yet because I'm only 29. Uh, they They do seem a little basic in my opinion. Because of the fact that you see them all the time and they're always there, uh so I, I think because of that fact, I'm going to give that like an eight two. All
1: right, eight point two for James Traden.
2: Yeah, I
3: mean, iconic. Yes, I. They're like, they haven't done much. Like, I I think I think we're uh, it's just going to be the iconic factor that I'm rating in here, and that's a seven point eight. I don't hate them. It's just there's just not much flair, um, and but they're iconic, so that's that
1: Go our flare of the flare trade-in there was I mean there was I, it's certainly I think I, I get what you mean though yeah you you you, you appreciate this not, nostalgic look I think you know th- these are one of those jerseys across all sports that are that are timeless I think you know I think every guy's going to probably pick a couple of those for their sports um and for that reason it's kind of one of those things you don't Jerseys that can last forever, that don't change a whole lot, that's still our flair, are rare. Um, I and I, I think for the for the Lakers, that's that's definitely it for the, for for them. Um, I'm gonna go at eight point eight for the classic purple and gold. I think it's 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 a great look, um, one that doesn't really ever go out of style. Um, so we'll move on to our next jersey. If I can, I hate it when it does this shit. Like okay, here we go, um, the Orlando Magic from the nineteen. 90s, the kind of... Alex, you specifically like the, these black ones, so I'll zoom in a little bit more on that. The black pinstripes,
0: Orlando Magic uniforms. Alex, why'd you pick these? Yeah. Honestly, I had kind of forgotten about these jerseys and when I was doing research for this, I saw these jerseys and I was like, oh yeah, those are fucking dope. It has nothing to do with nostalgic. It has nothing to do with the team being good even though this was kind of like the best era of magic basketball um like early Shaq kind of years but mostly i just based on the fact that like i would buy that orlando magic jersey with shaquille o'neal on the back because like he's my dude and i just think i think they look clean i like the star in the middle cuz that's kind of magical obviously they're magic um i just think those are dope and even the the white ones i think are cool too and i like that they change from Orlando on one on the front and then Magic on the other as they, you know, home and road. So uh, those ones I gave a 9.4. 9.4.
1: I can just kind of see where the trend is going on these for you, Alex. Um, James, I what do you got on these? For a reason,
0: Tyler. Yep, yep.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like not the biggest pinstripe guy to begin with. And there's a lot of stripes on this jersey. And it, uh, honestly, like I'm looking at it to the screen and the black and the white make it kind of fuzzy for me, so I like. I never liked these to begin with, man. This is going to be a six-two for me.
1: Damn, a disagreement there, pretty harsh. But I knew
2: this one was going to probably do it. it was yeah. going
1: to be
3: a uh, decisive, a little bit for sure. Right. Sure, trade. What about you? I like, I like pinstripes. I like this one. I also oh God, I team looked some, <laughs> I Also looked at some photos on, because I, I, I like to see what they look like on the court or on the ice or on the field or whatever. And because that matters, it really does. And they look sweet. They look really sweet. Uh They also have a blue one. Is that like an alternate? Because that's pretty sweet too. Because I, I saw that is one. their alternate. Yeah, yeah, that is fucking sweet too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna give these an eight five. Like I don't like they're not incredible, but they're pretty sweet. All right, eight
1: five from Shreden. Um, Yeah, I'm a kind of a little bit in between Alex and James here. I the pinch in basketball are a little bit. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's a great look for baseball and not to be like, it can only belong in baseball, but it can only belong in baseball. Um, so I don't know how well it looks on a basketball jersey, but I love the colors and I agree with you. Obviously, it's a very nostalgic look, kind of that Shaq era basketball, which is always great. Um, so I definitely do like these. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't love the pinstripe. So for me, that's a little bit of a turnoff, but you know, hey, that's why we rate these. I'm going to go a, I'm going to go a 7.8 on these guys for me. Um, so we'll move on to, uh, definitely a little bit of a throwback to a team that no longer plays in that city. Uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies, um, their teal jerseys, um, from what year we got here, uh, the the
0: nineties. So these bad boys right here, uh, Alex, why'd you pick these? Yeah, this is kind of just like a forgotten team in the NBA, um, before they moved to Memphis. And specifically the teal Jersey, which in on, I think this picture is, is great. But when you see it on, on the court and like on the player, it's even a little bit more vibrant. And I just think like the way that Vancouver, the word Vancouver sits in between the G and the S of Grizzlies looks dope. There's like the bear claws on, on the Grizzly itself. And then on the pant is like the actual bear holding the basketball. All of that is just fantastic. Also, I think there's a lot more bears in Vancouver than Memphis, just (laughs) in general. So I think that works better. But this is kind of like a forgotten part of basketball. Um, They were terrible when they played there, and that's fine. But they had incredible jerseys. I give these a nine point six. They're kind of like these are kind of like my Hartford Whaler jerseys. Oh, so traded. I don't know if that swayed you a little bit. Kind of hoping. Team trade
2: will help me out here. See uh James. So you guys know I'm not the biggest teal guy at all. So <laughs> a little Seattle, Yeah. I'm out on Team James. Just more things. <laughs> um, I the one cool thing about this is the grizzly. Like the, the grizzly on the on the pants, really cool. The belt actually works on this one as opposed to last week we talked about the belt not working. This one works. I like that a lot. So because of the Grizzly and because of the belt and because of the way Grizzlies is written and it makes you really think of I don't know Grizzlies for some reason, uh, I'm gonna give this a seven point zero.
3: I've been on the dot, trading, James. You are my brother and I love you, but your your lack of love for teal, much like Tyler's lack of orange, is just <laughs> is just ridiculous because these <laughs> things are just amazing. <laughs> these things are so so got- sweet. They, and the, guys, they they just. Ood, they're '90s, right? They just that just oozes '90s. That just like just has it all over the place, and I absolutely love it. It, f- it feels nostalgic looking at them on the court. You know, they may have been shit, Alex, but damn, they look fucking good. Yeah, but uh, they look good. good. <laughs> I'm these i am going to give these a. I'm gonna give these a nine point one. Nine
1: point one, trading. I believe that is your highest rated one so far. Um, I like, I, I love teal. I'm, 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 always a big fan of, of, of that look. I actually almost like the white ones, the road ones a little bit better. I think the, the white looks super clean too, but I do also love, love the teal. That grizzly logo is awesome. I miss that grizzly logo so much. It's, it's, it's such a cool, fierce logo. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this one pretty high. I'm not going to go quite as high as a nine, but a, a, a really good 8.8 for me. Um, for this Memphis Grizzlies jersey, it's it's a it's a great one. Um, so let's move on to uh, Alex's last pick, which is the Toronto purple Dino. I mean, one of the all time classics. Alex, why'd you pick this one?
0: Yeah, it's uh, when okay. So put it into perspective. Before we started the recording and we were all chatting, James goes, "Oh, what ones did you pick?" And I was like, "Oh, the Toronto Raptors ones." He goes, "Fuck, that's what I wanted because everyone knows that these are dope." These are incredible. They should go back to them. First of all, they have dinosaurs on them. Big fan. Uh number two, James, they do kind of have pinstripes a little bit, Tyler, but you can't knock those because they look sweet. The dinosaur is playing basketball. The raptors part on the on the chest looks cool. There's even a little raptors on the leg right there, specifically the purple ones. And I know James loves purple. So if he gives these a bad, I'm out. Like I'm out on James. <laughs> uh so Tyler, this is the official. I believe the official only straight 10.0 jersey ever done in TLDR history. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Wow. I think you are
1: might be right. I think this is the first time anyone's ever gone a perfect 10. Um, James, do you agree?
2: So, you know, guys, you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of pinstripes, mm-hmm. but there are not a lot of pinstripes on this. And I made that a point that when he talked about the magic, this is the perfect amount of pinstripes. And it's kind of like, spread out and one's black one's white and I like purple and I like the way the dinosaurs playing basketball <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and also like the fact that the the font on Raptors is Jurassic that everything just makes sense to this it's purple again it's still purple 9.8
1: <laughs> a 9.8 pretty dang high um waiting for my little thing to clear here we go there we go uh
3: 9.8 Drayden, you know, as much as I talk about this sick league, how much shit I talk about it, it's the only league where you could put, put fucking Jurassic Park on your jersey and it looked fucking incredible. This jersey, I, I, I'm I so shocked I haven't bought one yet. Um, They also did a city edition version. I don't know what year it was, but they did it in like a modern black and gold, which is uh, like, guys, this logo is fantastic. The whole purple is fantastic. It, it, it's It's a 9.8 easy. And I'm only saying that because 10 is just like, I don't want to be like that, but it, it's just incredible. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, it, it's, it's a
1: timeless classic. I think, you know, of all when I was, when I was going through these and kind of thinking what everyone would pick, this one was one of the first ones that came to mind, um, that I was pretty sure Alex was going to pick, um, uh, Trayton, you also said this was your pick uh, that you were going to choose. So I think, I think this is kind of a T I think we kind of already know this one might be the winner, but, um, I'm going to put my score and I'm going to give it a 9.7 just because it's really hard to like have a perfect Jersey, but it is, it is up there and it's really great that the pinstripes for me, like I said, I don't really classify as pinstripes. I think it's just more just a stripe pattern because pinstripes, it's like full on stripes. Um, but yeah, who doesn't like a dinosaur playing basketball in the Jersey and it's purple. Like you, you, you can't go wrong with it. It's, it's just phenomenal. It's a great Jersey. All right. So we're going to move on to the, um, other jerseys. Um, that we that um, the rest of us pick so i went with one of my favorites um it's a little bit of a throwback it's a nostalgic one for me but i really like these minnesota timberwolves jerseys of the late 90s kind of early 2000s look kind of kevin garnett era t wolves specifically the blue ones um i really love the, the 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 font on this i love the um the, the 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 trees that kind of outline the, the 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 edge of it and the the wolf logo on the shorts I think it's great so um, this was a jersey that um, I actually did own as a kid um, I actually had a a Kevin Garnett Timberwolves blue jersey believe it or not that I got a target for like or I guess my mom got a target for like super cheap or whatever but um, yeah I I always love this jersey so for me this
0: is my pick um, Alex what do you got on these uh, I did really consider this one and it does give uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies, kind of a run for their money. A lot of similar things going on, but just not teal enough. Not not absurd 90s enough for me. Um, I do really like it, though. So I'm going to give it... Uh, I guess they all have to be lower than what I picked. So 8.6. 8.6, James.
2: I, I like them, but I don't love them. Um, the lettering of it, it's really cool. And I like the fact that they have like the little trees on the belt thing there. It's just... there's There's... I don't know man, there's just something about it that I'm not a huge fan of. Maybe it's because KG just destroyed the Lakers back in the day. So I have like this <laughs> negative mindset behind it. But that might be it. But because of that, I have it at, like a
3: 7-4. Solid score for James trading. That's the be- that's the great thing about being a fan of basketball, or not. It's because I have no bias. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these jerseys are sweet, I like them a lot. The Timberwolves uh lo- like uh, uh uh lettering and uh font. Reminds me of the Airbud Timberwolves jerseys that had that similar thing. And that's why I fucking love them because Airbuds just the classic <laughs> uh, film. So uh, I'm going to give these an eight, seven. I do like them a lot. The color scheme's great. The font's great.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a 9.1 for me. Uh, like I said, I just, I love a lot of things about the color, the font, the logo. The nostalgic feel to them um they're 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 one of the best for me um move on to uh james's submission which is the los angeles lakers alternate white jersey that they wore in the 2000s um definitely definitely a, a classic one and a nostalgic one for us for sure um james why did you pick this one
2: yeah first off like the picture on the screen does not do it justice you got to see it, like look on the court and it looks clean the main reason why i picked this is straight up just nostalgia right it's um They wore this this jersey a lot when we watched basketball as kids and you remember it. Like you watched basketball in the 90s and you're kind of like, oh, I kind of watched that. But this is the 2000s. Like your brain is like remembering and putting memories in. And the Lakers would always wear this every single Christmas when they would play at Staples. And I watched that game every single time. And I'd be excited to watch them in this super clean, super minimalistic, super modern jersey. And it, it just reminds me of Kobe, just doing Kobe things, and Fisher, and and all my favorite players, and Powell, like everything happening at the same time, and happiness and winning. That's what that this what that jersey reminds me of. It reminds me of winning. That's why I like it so much.
1: I love that, um, Alex. What do you score this one?
0: Uh, well, did James put his score in? I'm gonna I'm just gonna go in order the my oh. thing because it's easier. Okay. <laughs> Jay, weirdly enough, this does not remind me of winning. This reminds me of the post Shaq like pre Gasol years when we were good, but not that good. Uh, so that is interesting. Maybe it's because I'm old as fuck compared to you. <laughs> I'm a whole year older. Um, I'm gonna give this one a seven point two. I just I liked it. I remember it being very controversial when they came out and thinking, man, I like the purple and gold better, but that's just me. Yeah, I think when you go against the grain a little bit
1: there, um, it can get some controversy. But James, what well, obviously I think you're gonna rate this high, but what's your rating on
3: this? A nine flat. A nine flat for James. Trading. They're cool. I mean, I seven point eight. Like it's the same fucking jersey to me.
1: All right <laughs> <Sorry>, guys. <laughs> it's not the same jersey. It's definitely white. Um but that's okay. Uh, James, I do agree with you. I I me I it's it screams Kobe and Pow era. Um for me, I remember watching so many games with them in those white the Sunday whites is kind of what they had it and um I think the Lakers did lacked a white jersey and I think that's kind of what made them unique for a long time, but I personally did like the white jersey a lot. Um, so I'm going to give us an, uh, just an eight and a half. I I, I I love it. I think it's a very clean look, as you mentioned. Um, just like I said, you I, I see that, and it's a lot of good memories for me. Um, moving on to the last one we got, um, trade and submission, the Denver Nuggets uh, powder blues that they wore in the mid, early to mid-2000s. Uh, kind of the... Um, oh my God, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Carmelo Barney. Anthony. Thank you, Carmelo Anthony era. Um, Jersey for me. Um, Trade, why'd you pick this one?
3: Um, because the Toronto Raptors were taken. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, and, and I mean, I, I just think it's clean. I I, I love the use of p- powder blue in, in uniforms. I think the powder blue just is underutilized. Um, and and shout out to Detroit, the Detroit Lions, because oh, that <laughs> the, their powder blues are looking very fine these days. Uh, and the and the yellow accents are really nice. I think it, I think it pops nice. Um, it, plus Allen Iverson played on this team. So that's, he's kind of a big deal
0: <laughs> through that. Um, Alex, why do you, what do you, what do you give these? I don't love these ones as much traded. I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. I don't know whether it's just because Carmelo just was straight balling in these jerseys. And <laughs> it's similar to what James was talking about with the Minnesota ones. And like, yeah, they never beat us in the playoffs or anything, but, but he was, he was doing it. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. I feel like the, I mean, this is kind of like the original powdered blue, but I feel like powdered blue has really kind of taken over a lot of jerseys recently. And I'm kind of out on that. I'm just going to give it a 6.8 because it's just not quite 6.9. All right. <laughs> James.
2: I <think> James. James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you, you know, the Lakers jersey remind me of winning. Like this Denver jersey reminds me of wasting away Carmelo Anthony's good years. <laughs> like they did nothing with his prime scoring years and he's like a top 10 nba all-time scorer so it's kind of sad uh i do like the powder blue i kind of disagree on alex that it's taking over because i don't off the top of my head i can't think of another powder blue team right now they so were just I'm, a bunch of like a bunch of the city connect jerseys
0: were powdered blue a bunch of like uh, like alternate jerseys became powder blue for a while. I don't know. I know baseball is doing that a lot lately. Baseball. It was mostly baseball. I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, cool. Good thing we're talking about basketball. <laughs> <blue's playing> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, at at the end of the day, like I think this jersey is pretty cut and dry. So I think I'm also going to give it a six eight.
3: Another six eight. and what do you give your submission? I mean, to be honest, guys, I think it's not as good as. Any of Alex's. <laughs> but it's just the one I had to pick. Um, so uh, let's go with a 7-7. Seven, 7-7. Seven. Well, seven, seven.
1: Yeah, and this was one of the ones that I considered picking. It was just, like I was trying to think off the top of my head. I do remember those Denver uh, Powder Blues, and I, I really did like them. Um, the first Laker game I actually ever went to, They play the Denver Nuggets and they wore these jerseys. I remember that. Um, so it definitely for me, it definitely a nostalgic feel for them. So I'm going to go a little bit higher than Alex and James. I'm going to give it a just solid seven and a half. Um, I think it's just a good clean look, you know, and, um, I don't think you can go, you can go wrong with those. Um, so clearly the runner, the, or the winner, um, of this NBA series is the Toronto Raptors, their dino purple dino jersey from the late nineties with an average score of nine point eight. That's going to be tough to beat. So I'm really curious to see when we go through these next uh, three sports, who's going to beat that Toronto Raptors jersey. But um, let us know if you guys agree. Toronto Toronto purple dinosaur is the champion for this week, but to be continued because there's a lot of uh,
0: jerseys left to rate. So stay tuned in the upcoming weeks for more. But that's what I got for this week. Awesome, Tyler. Thank you so much. Yes, the first week of the Tournament of Champions is down. Do you want to give us a little, little sneak peek on who's going next? Do you even have an idea? Uh, whoever is hosting next week, that's how I'm going to do it. So uh, I believe that's trade. Yeah, so we'll do NHL next week. All right, good. Because I already have my potential hockey one locked locked and loaded. So that's good to Perfect. know. Um, Awesome. Well, that wraps up this episode. Number 174 of TLDR. Thank you guys so much. Everyone was like at least minimum happy today. Like there's no, there's no little sads. There's no big sads. We love positivity on this podcast. We hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you next time. Hashtag team trading.